and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. Iraq. Anyway. Uh, uh, now watch this drive. Is there a lesson for you? Anyone else looking, looking at this? Well, he's dead, so, uh, you know, in general, you always have to be careful. Uh, Why did the agency prepare toxins of this character in quantities sufficient to kill many thousands of people? Come on. Yeah. How's it going? Another post void post. Today is July 13th, 2022. And um yeah, I know it's been a little bit. Um I I actually try to make I try to make two different episodes. One of them didn't really pan out, and uh the one before that, I actually kind of made it fully and just realized it was a little too spicy. I mean, we all know that there's AI algorithms manipulating children and possibly manipulating them to do school shootings as well, too. I mean, you know, you don't need an FBI agent anymore to manipulate a child if you can just have a robot do it because there's no fingerprints. Alrighty. So, um, that's, uh, you know, maybe I'll, uh, I still got the segments to it. It wasn't like that episode is flagged or anything. I just decided not to post it because, I mean, it was just a little, a little too spicy you know, a little, like, I, you know, now it seems like, uh, you know, since time heals all wounds, which is actually really horrible to say that it's like, oh, you can talk about a school shooting three months later and people, it's not as triggering as if you talk about it a month ago. Like maybe, um, I will upload those segments not in this episode because this episode is a lighthearted one (laughs) because I'm on vacation and kind of spurs me to make an episode because you know i take vacations myself everyone's got to take a vacation if you don't take a vacation you're gonna go insane and you know there's people that just are like well i'm just gonna hang around my house then or something you know no i'm not knocking that if you actually get shit done you know like there's people that take a vacation and then do like a house project or something and hell that's that's actually kind of cool because then you like you know, if you own a place or say if you know somebody else that owns a place and they pay you to do it, you know, like you could take a vacation, do a landscaping job, make a good amount, good chunk of change and also get a good suntan and maybe some, you know, free dinner and beers, you know, <laughs> anyways. So I'm not knocking the, uh, the stay at home vacations, but I, myself, what I do is I also can't really splurge that much. I got to, you know, make sure I'm saving as well. Times are tough. It's not like airplane, it's not like plane tickets are cheap. You know, I went to Tampa. I uh, made an episode about that um, pretty recently, I believe. Yeah, I mean, I could probably go in further and talk about more about that. But I, I mean, I did at the time. I know, I know I put it to audio record. But this one's very similar to last year. There's, um, last year in May, I um, actually did, I can't remember what number episode it is. I should probably, but... <laughs> If if you go back and just search New Hampshire or fucking traversing New England or some shit, I think I called it, like, um, I, uh, went to America's Stonehenge, which is in, it's somewhere, like, near Nashua, New Hampshire, 
it's um a very interesting location i'll just give a brief summary this is from last year uh it's a odd native american almost looking it almost has like a shrine has quote unquote a shrine table yeah like where it looks like you you either take you take something and kill it on that table it's not human size though it looks like lamb size or pig size so but um it would be goat or like whatever the hell was native like they didn't they didn't do any animal husbandry in um native american culture at least to our knowledge they definitely did do farming but i don't think they did any animal husbandry which means like um you know taking an animal and domesticating it uh but they that doesn't disclude the fact that they could have taken a captured wild animal and sacrificed it on a table which would have been very interesting i actually it's I don't think you have ever you ever see that in any Native American cultures in North America. You see that in South America a lot, but I don't maybe a sparse few, but anyways, there's this very interesting area that's in New Hampshire called America's Stonehenge. Not to be confused with the fake ass one at Georgia, which recently just got blown up. No, this one's actually like there's rocks all focused upon celestial points, which if somebody did this in the 1800s, it like, because the thing is, there was a farmer that came by that bought the property and then quarried the area. And, but then like quarried the area, but knew that like some of the area around there was pretty fucking strange. So it's like, he didn't, he actually like, pay, I think paid for entry even back in the day to be like, oh, hey, check this crazy shit out. So there's like this nobody really it's very hard to sparse like what was altered in the 1800s and what was original there but um numerous investigations have proven that actually newest ones the ones that now are funding for them to actually clear trees in the area and to get like town laws to allow them to clear the trees in the area because if they can clear the trees in the area in this specific area it has very good significance because then you'll be able they'll be able to figure out more rock alignments to the hill that they're on and that most likely at this point like at the point when the, if this structure was made by native americans it it's not extremely old because you have to bear in mind this whole area was covered by ice like about 10,000 years ago so it has to be somewhere between like maybe i don't know anywhere like 7,000 to 7,000 to 1,000 years ago, because there's actually a lot of activity happening around 1,000 years ago in um, North America. Uh, anyways, so um, that I love that area. It was very cool. Um, I put it in my thumbnail. Um, it said sacrifice table, like, and it was like air, like an arrow, like a sign. It was. I didn't. Sh I didn't show a picture of the sacrifice table in the thumbnail, but I, I made sure to take a picture of the sign that said sacrifice table because I don't think I'll ever see a sign that says that ever in my entire life ever again. <laughs> like some sign that just says arrow sacrifice table this way. <laughs> um anyways so uh yeah and then the to recap um i went to mount washington hiked to the middle of mount washington well not really the middle it's about one third up the way where uh the lake is at tuckerman's ravine went to tuckerman's ravine there was still snow on top it was amazing then afterwards i went to a festival uh the festival was called inner bloom and it was in rumford and i'm going to that festival again this year 
but I'm not taking the same way. Now, I am planning on uh, meeting up with a relative in Old Orchard Beach, which <laughs> I can um, get into stories about that. I love that area. Um, very good kinship to it. It's um, a Quebecian vacation town in Maine. Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, yeah, you, especially right now, I bet you if tomorrow, if I go into a supermarket to like pick up some sort of supply that I need for, you know, my, uh, my vacation, my weekend, my festival that's coming up, um, I'll go into that supermarket and I'll just be hearing screaming in French because they're all screaming at their kids and shit. It's wicked hilarious. Like I lived there for a year and a half and I saw it two summers and pfft, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 um, and these, they're, they're funny, they're funny people, like, they're good people, like, I mean, actually, uh, this was back in 2016, <laughs> I don't, I bet you they all might be, even, they might be pretty quiet and meek now and wearing masks, but, uh, who knows, um, Maine's a very interesting place, and I love Maine, and, uh, so, um, I, there, there were a couple of subject points that I wanted to bring up, and now I bet you the rest of this episode, the rest of this, uh, episode is going to be me talking to you as I am traveling, but, um, there's one very specific, interesting thing when it comes to New England. Now, um, I'm, I'm I am going to put this in the thumbnail, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a picture of New England in the thumbnail with its three major highways, which its three major highways are basically um, 95, 495, and like 95 is route one. So yeah, and then 495 runs like all edits. I am going to confuse 495 and route 90. Um, what's coming up here, um, I will say that, quote, 495 runs from Boston to Oregon. What I mean to say is that Route 90 runs from Boston to Oregon. And the key intersection I am talking about is Route 90 intersecting with Route 95. Those two roads are some of the most tra uh, traveled highways, interstate highways in the country. One of them runs from or um from Boston to Oregon basically and then the other one runs from Maine to Key West so there you go yeah WBCN who's this hey this is Brad this is Brad this is now uh who's who's your favorite artist who do you want to hear well my favorite artist right now is Fat Boy Slim that guy kicks ass how tremendous is Fat Boy Slim the band of the 90s if you want to call it a band because it's a one man name wow Fat boy, and you want to hear that new Fat Boy song? Absolutely. Which one? The um, it's Funk Soul Brother. Check it out. Sing it. I don't know which one. Right about now, the Funk Soul Brother. Check it out now, the Funk. All the way to Oregon or something, and then 95 runs all the way to like Key West. Yeah, those are the two major roads. Like those are basically like the two major roads. So they um intersect. Actually, pretty much in my neighborhood, which is very interesting too. But um, they there, there's a major bottleneck when it comes to at least 95, where 95 and Route One 
are basically the same thing. Um, the 95 goes up, um, through, like, it goes, like, basically from New York City, like, and then after that, it's, like, you know, all the way down, like, through Washington, D.C., blah, 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 all the way down the coast towards, like, um, fucking Key West. I think it near, ends near Key, I'm pretty sure it ends in Miami or something. Um, and then it goes all the way north and turns into the main turnpike when it goes into Maine. And then it just goes into Canada that way. So the bottleneck is in New Hampshire. And now you know New Hampshire, how it has a very small coast. It has about a 10 mile long coast. Everything that area that's like, so you have that 10 mile long coast and 95 runs up that area. And it hits the coast and runs up the coast about like for about 40 more miles and 30 miles into Maine. You know, like it's, it's running up the coast and then it starts to get into Maine. But there, there's the point where 95 takes the turn to the coast. And when it takes the turn to the coast, it's hitting New Hampshire right at that coastline. Now, there's no other highways to get to Maine. There's no other highways. Like the only other way is to take back roads or routes or something but there's no like 70 mile an hour two lane highway two lane even like to get you into that area there really isn't there's no way the the you could even if you're trying to get over like around Mount Washington or something or like like because you're hitting all these mountains you're hitting all these like farm communities and stuff it's not developed the only real developed area is on that coast in New Hampshire, at least like for a major highway. The only other major highway is the one that's running from like uh, Lowell and then hits like uh, Manchester and then Concord. Like, but that's that's not going towards Maine. That's going north. That's not going east. So like it, it, there's no other way. And the real reason why I'm making a big deal about this is because there is a decaying nuclear plant that's right there and um it's been it's oh it's been like one of my biggest fears for the longest time i lived in maine for like two years and it was like the one thing that i was really really fucking worried about it was like i was worried more about that than like anything else like rogue tsunami or like uh freaking um forest fire or like whatever like i feel like i could deal with those I could not deal with a fucking nuclear meltdown at the, at that plant. And it's, I'm pretty sure people have documented it being that it is one of the most vulnerable plants in the United States. And it is the Seabrook Station Nuclear Power Plant. The Seabrook Nuclear Power Plant, more commonly known as Seabrook Station, is a nuclear power plant located in Seabrook, New Hampshire, United States, approximately 40 miles north of Boston, in 10 miles south of Portsmouth, New Hampshire. It um, has operated since 1990. Really? Since 1990? It seems like it's so much older than that. Uh, with its 1,244 megawatt electric output, Seabrook Unit 1 is the largest individual electronic general unit on the New England power grid. It is the second largest nuclear plant in New England after the two-unit milestone nuclear plant in Connecticut. Yes, so it's the second largest nuclear plant in, 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 in 
New England, and it just happens to be situated upon the bottleneck of all traffic coming from Maine, and, and yeah, and also not to mention, too, that it is about five, six miles away from, like, an easy five, six miles away, like, over a marsh, that you can see it easily, too, it's kind of part of the landscape, almost, um, at Hampton Beach, and not only Hampton, but Salisbury Beach as well, too, both of which are easily, um, 40, 50,000 people populations in the summer, you know, because of rentals, like, but then in the winter, it turns down to, like, a 10,000 population, and, I mean, hell, in the summer rentals, it could go up to 60, a lot of people are on that beach, uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's no joke, and I've always been concerned about that power plant, just in its location, I mean, like, I think that, like, it, it seems like there is a, a cutting cost there, where they're like, hey, let's just put it here, because it's cheaper here, but it's like, wait, you should maybe put that somewhere a little more inland, or, I don't know, like, somewhere less on a very populated coast that also is used as the single artery, the single artery to get to Maine and back. Like, what do you want this to be? Back in the colonial era where, like, Maine was some satellite, like, you know, like, come on now. Like, uh, it's, it, th that's, um, Hopefully, I'm not jinxing it. Hopefully, it's it's kind of one of those things like Yellowstone, where I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, like, when's this thing gonna goddamn leak? You know, like, it's pretty, it's uh, very concerning. It is one of the most concerning nuclear power plants I can name, because it's just where it's located, and how it's not been updated since the 90s, and just a lot of other things. It's, I, I don't know. It's, like, located right next to a middle class to lower middle class tourist destination you know it's not an upper middle like there's no there's no rich all the rich people are going to nantucket they're not going to hampton beach you know like all the really rich people are going to are flying their private helicopters over to nantucket in martha's vineyard you know so <laughs> what do they care if there's like how about this let's put a fucking nuclear plant from the 80s on Nantucket and see in or North Martha's Vineyard and see how they feel oh wait there is kind of one it's called Plum Island oh all right on to the second thing that I wanted to mention um I'm going to a festival and please pray if, if you know you believe in a higher power whether it be a god or anything I mean I believe in god but please if you if you are somewhat spiritual please pray for my soul and pray that I do not get bit by numerous ticks. Because where I'm going in Maine is on the line. There is a very sharp line for some odd reason that Lyme disease spreads. And I'm pretty sure that um, the area that I'm going into is on the wave. The crest of the wave of Lyme disease that recently just appeared. So... Um, me as an Eagle Scout, I am going to be very cautious of, uh, that was just a scab, Jesus Christ, <laughs> that was like almost psychic, like, I just was like, where's one of that could be on my body, was that a tick, did I just have a tick on my body, what the, f 
What the? How did I even get it? What? How did? I didn't do anything to get a tick. That was. Oh my god! I think that was a tick. What the fuck? Oh my god! Whenever I make episodes, some weird shit always happens like this. Oh my god! Ew! I'm fucking bleeding. I just threw that in the trash because I thought it was a scab. I mean, it looked like a scab, but why is it bleeding so much? Jesus. What the fuck? Like, at least I ripped it off early. As, as they say, uh, apparently when it comes to Lyme disease, if you can somehow check your body, do a thorough check of your body once every, uh, don't do it 24 hours. Try to do it like every year. 18 hours like you know what i mean like mm, i don't know like do it twice a day and do it like once in the morning and then like once in the like late afternoon like if you um can ch fully check your body naked like you have to be naked and you have to check every crevice you literally kind of have to finger your butthole like not finger your butthole but you have to kind of run your finger up your butt crack like you do yeah i'm not lying you're not lying it's gonna oh, what the fuck man i gotta put a band-aid on this um, yeah, like, if you, uh, run your finger up your butt crack, it might be able to save your life, because you can detect a tick, and, you know, just have, a, like, hand soap next to you, it's not that gross, I'm not telling you to put your finger in your anus, I'm telling you, like, just run it up your butt crack, make sure you don't have a tick there, you know, and then also, too, if, if you're a man, or a woman, I, 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 you know, yeah, I'm sure you can, assume but um what to do here but with men you know obviously check all your crevices and you crack your, your gooch as they say um certainly your gooch ticks love to go after gooches ticks love to bite gooches and that's the worst place for a tick to be for numerous reasons also because of the fact that it's right next to a fucking blood vessel and like and also too it's on your gooch um it's usually if you shave your gooch, shave your gooch before you go camping because um, it's harder to find a tick uh, if you are hairy or overly hairy. Um, then, you know, everywhere else, good news, ticks don't normally try to go after your dick because uh, they try, they, but they, but bad news, they will go after under your ball sack. So you really got to check your ball sack too. And, like, um, armpits, certainly armpits, um, uh, knee pits, uh, top of the legs, which, the top of the leg right now, this is what just, I just ripped off, I just ripped off something right off the top of my leg, and I think it might have been a tick, but if it was a tick, it was not there this morning, so, uh, that is a good sign, and the whole point that I was trying to say is, is that if you rip it off early, Lyme disease takes I believe 18 hours, or no, it's 24 hours, it's actually like over 24 hours, for a tick to transmit Lyme disease into your body. So if you can do a naked body check every, uh, twice a day, if you're in an area where you think you are very susceptible to ticks, if you rip them off your body in time, you'll be okay. <laughs> but if you don't, then you're fucked. So you basically, it's like the more paranoid you are when that whole rant I was on sounded pretty paranoid, right? Well, um, I also should have put a bandaid on my leg, uh, about five minutes ago, but I thought all of that was probably some of the most important information I've given you because, um, I mean, not everybody lives in, in Lyme disease country, but I live in Lyme disease country. I know who fucking caused it too. 
Uh, you should look that up. Those conspiracies are pretty fucking valid. Yeah, Plum Island. Uh, paranoid Cold War fucking shit. Anyways, um... I've made it, I've talked about that in, like, what, like, almost, uh, whatever, I'm pretty sure, like, you could, um, place a bet and be like, is he gonna bring up Lyme disease this episode? Is he gonna fucking talk about Plum Island this episode? Anyways, uh, so, no, I also talked about Seabrook Nuclear Power Plant and how that is a bottleneck and, uh, a very concerning place. I think that power plant should be shut down just because of the fact Either shut down that power plant or create a new highway through New Hampshire into Maine. Because it's like either one or the other. You can't have a very old susceptible nuclear power plant right next to a tourist destination. That's also the only artery, the only, the the funnel, the only main highway, main highway going from New Hampshire to Maine. It's like the state of Maine has no other way for you to get south. You are trapped or like you are literally trapped if something happens there. The only other place you can go is north or or like running through the back roads like like west. But if you're going west from Maine, like if you're in Maine, you're trying to go west. You're just going to keep hitting woods and then eventually the White Mountains. So it's like... (laughs) There's nothing there, like, and you're gonna hit New Hampshire. It's like, yeah, so I just really never liked that location of the power plant, even, like, ever since I was, like, a kid. Ever since I was a kid, I was like, isn't this weird, this power plant's right next to the highway? And, like, then, like, I got older, and I'm like, oh, wait, it is weird. They were trying, they built it to try to save money, which is a big red flag, and, um, it's never been fixed, and kind of collapsing when i was a kid it was kind of new i guess now it looks pretty fucking old but yeah uh, i don't know yeah, hopefully new the state of new hampshire the state of new hampshire pays to make it better uh anyways uh, i'm gonna put a band-aid on my leg because that might have actually been a tick thankfully i ripped it off early uh, so, on to, uh, me being in, uh, New Hampshire. No, I'm going to go, you're probably, next time you hear me, I'll probably be in Maine. All right, the state of Maine, here we go. I love to go a-wandering along the mountain track. And as I go, I love to sing my knapsack on my back. Valerie, Valdera, 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 Valerie, Valdera, my knapsack on my back. I love to wander by the stream that dances in the sun. So joyously it calls to me, come join my happy song. I wave my hat to all I meet, and they wave back to me. 
And blackbirds call so loud and sweet From every greenwood tree Valerie, Valera, 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 Valerie, Valera, You know what? I think I'm just going to finish this episode off. And uh, like I said, I have uh, some segments. So, yeah. You know what? Everything you're going to hear from here on out is older and is from the last month or so. And then, my, I guess uh, what you just heard is a trailer for uh, my next episode. So, here we go. Wikipedia, you know, hey, it's Wikipedia. Like, I'm, I, I'm not a big fan, but it's generic. It works. Discornianism is a religion or a philosophy slash paradigm centered on jinn. Now, um, I have to say, the jinn is um, a failed hyperlink. It's a red hyperlink. It's very rare to see that on. Um, whoa, sorry about that. It's um, very rare to see a failed hyperlink on oh my god that was an alarm i set and that alarm was because i need to go uh, it's a cloudy night it's a cloudy night it is a cloudy night there's a meteor shower happening above me right now and it's a cloudy night and there's been so many times that there have been celestial and um oh my god Ugh, it makes me so upset that it's a cloudy night there have been so many times that there have been, like, celestial things that have happened. Like, the the most recent lunar eclipse. And also, too, like, the past, like, three different meteor showers I've tried to watch. Like, and then it's just a constant thing, too. Honestly, I'm not lying. People talk about chemtrails, and I'm like, I mean, you could do that enough with, like, contrails. Like, you know, you could, like, you know, hey, if you believe in chemtrails then you would have to say, oh, well, it's not just one compound, but, you know, it's like it would clearly be a mix then for different things. And I know there's weather, weather modification. That's a clear fact. You can find the evidence on that clear, like, off of .gov sites, like, about weather modification. So I'm like, I'm like, are they just doing this to fuck with us? And maybe their justification is like, we we would want it to be a cloudy night and for people not to see meteors because we would be worried that somebody would see a meteor and then like drive off and hit someone else on the highway. Oh, we're doing it for public safety. Oh, we're clouding the sky so you can't see the meteors because we're worried about people driving. Like, I'm not lying. That's a theory of mine. <laughs> If one thing I believe in is certainly weather modification, because that's a proven fact, 
I don't necessarily, like, I, I don't have the evidence to say I believe in chemtrails, but I do have the evidence to point to the fact that I have, I have witnessed weather modification at specific points in time on small and large scales, and that I, it is possible, it's not, I don't even need to say I believe it's possible, it is absolutely possible, and also, the technology has been around since Native Americans, where Native Americans used to throw rocks into their fireplaces, and like, or like they would, it's, um, you know how they used to do smoke signals, you know, and like, you would literally see, like, in a cartoon back when you were a kid, because they can't put in cartoons nowadays, um, like, a Native American putting a blanket over a fire to make smoke signals, you know? Like, that's actually, there was numerous purposes for that. And one of them is actually very profound, and that goes into this, where um, it's the Native American, like, water bringers, like, the water bearers, like, it's, like, these priests that they used to, like, like, they, they called them priests, but there would be people that were travelers that would literally travel around. There were nomads that would travel around to different tribes. The tri every tribe would let him in, and he would just come up to a fire and be like, okay, you, yo, you guys need it to rain now? Okay. And he, like, throws a couple rocks in the fire and does some crazy stuff with his blanket and makes it freaking rain, you know, right? Now, the science has proved that, hey, maybe that guy was carrying around, I believe it's, um, I think it's aluminum, actually. I'm pretty sure it's, like, aluminum salt. It's, like, aluminum salt. It's, like, he could have just, this Native American literally could have just been throwing aluminum salt in fires and then created a cloud above him. Like, science proves that now. So, it's, like, a quote-unquote, you know, but still, I, I'm, hey, if science proves it, science proves it. It's, like, you know, it's one thing if science... Science proves a lot of things. It's more a matter of, like, what science are you listening to? <laughs> you know, like, what is science at the end of the day? But just experiments. Um, and Native Americans were doing that for thousands of years. So that's actually very... And now farmers are doing that over their own land. They they crop spray, and, they'll, and especially organic farms. They'll still crop spray, but they're crop spraying over the land to create a cloud who give them more rain. It's called cloud seeding. It's literally something that's like, well, it's in your 102 class. It might not be in your 101 class, but it's going to be in your 102 class, cloud seeding. If you're into like, if you're doing a class about like mass, if you're taking, um, I don't know, I, I would assume that there should be a college course in agriculture, but anyways, um, or at least um, geo, um, geoturfing right, like, uh, terraforming, <laughs> it is kind of terraforming, but terraforming exists, yeah, terraforming, the firm, the, the term terraforming, you know, like, how, like, Elon Musk wants to do on Mars, we do that on Earth, anyways, we do that to different places, we've been terraforming ever since we've been salting the Earth, you know, like, where'd you think that term came from, that term came from the fact that, like, I believe, I think it was, like, uh, it might have been, like, the Romans, or someone back in the day, that I think the first time something was ever salted was Baghdad. Yeah, Baghdad used to be like a lush area, and then they salted the earth. And to this day, you can find like an over amount of like sodium iodine in the soil, and it's like, oh shit! Like, like they like it just never, it just never changed because they just salt. They some some army just came by and just dumped a bunch of free. I, you know, I think it might have been the Romans or the Greeks or something. Yeah, look that up. That's um all right. I'm going off on like huge tangents now. So um I wanted to bring it back to the Discordians. 
Um, eh, I'm gonna take a quick break and bring it back to the Scordians. Kids, for young people. Um, do you sometimes see your concerts as a sort of ritual? Yeah. Yeah, it's a funny thing, um, I've, uh, read a little bit about shamanism. I haven't seen too much of it firsthand, except, you know, what we see, uh, with the music and that kind of thing. But in, uh, in tribes, the shaman could be any age. It could be an old man or a young man, but the whole tribe, uh, all ages, uh, kind of tried to push him into his trip and and uh, listen to him. And irregardless, it was just a, a question of a, a certain psychological tendency in an individual. I'm going to keep burying my lead because of the fact that I have watched the Alex Jones depositions. The most recent one that came out like uh, three weeks ago, where like, he, have you watched that? You have to find it. Um, it's on YouTube and it's from like, I'll put it in the links. It's pretty crazy. It's from the, um, the lawyers that like the lawyers that did the deposition, put it out. And it's very, it, it's like Alex Jones, honestly, I'm kind of 50, 50, even listening to the entire thing. I've like, I've thought about it and really listened to it. And it's pretty 50, 50. I got to say the guy drilling, drilling Alex Jones um, he is kind of on point too, and like you know, like I kind of he's he does a good job. He's a smart guy, and like and that's why Alex, Alex actually the entire time seems like he's a man standing on the plank. You know, he's like standing on the plank, and he's got that face, and but he carries himself very eloquently, and oh my god, it's like. Imagine the anti-Infowars fan. This is what this guy is drilling him is. And it's crazy. It's like, even at one point, I think he said like, oh, hey, Alex, don't you think we're like friends after all of these questions I've given you? And like, Alex kind of gives him a wink. And, but he gives him a wink. And also like right after he gives him a wink, he gives like the most sorry looking face. And I'm like, because I know what they're drilling the guy on. They're drilling the guy on freedom of speech. They really are. They're trying to say at the end of the day, this is um, uh, influencing. A, it's the whole law against influencing a riot, you know. And yeah, I mean, he like I, I, I myself like I have stories in my podcast talking about Newtown numerous times and I still exist on Spotify. So I'm just saying. Um, but I do it eloquently and I don't try to finger point at any point in time, you know, and also, um, I never, uh, doubt the fact that the United States would be willing to kill its own citizens. So I won't say that specific things are crisis actors and that no one died at so-and-so place because the fact that I totally believe the fact that, that like, that like, that it's harder to fake it, you know, <laughs> like it's easier to just like fucking kill him and just pay for pay for a hitman from uh the cartel you know or the mob <laughs> jfk <laughs> um anyways um uh jack ruby yeah who the fuck was jack ruby um uh, who the fuck was lee harvey oswald uh yeah all right on to part three
it stands for alert, lockdown, inform, counter, and evacuate. So let me let me spell that out for you again. Now I understand, like I said, technically right now I guess this is kind of like an advertisement because this is a um a for profit company that coined this, but it, it it's very accurate and. Now, I'm reading an article right now that's, this is the scariest lockdown procedure that's out there. But it's the most accurate one. It works. Where What it is, is alert. So, the first step is alert. Um, you're, you're basically supposed to assess the situation. You have to, um, like, so, right here, this is a shooter scenario. Um, if, if there's a fire, an earthquake, anything like that, no, do not do this. Like, do it, go and do those procedures do the the like so first is alert you have to assess what's going on if there's an active shooter going on or some sort of invader i guess like you know it could be somebody with a knife or something like you know some sort of um, criminal coming in to either your workplace or your educational place they, you know basically this is like supposed to be for your workplace like if somebody's coming into your workplace to fuck shit up all right alert like you know so if you, if if that's what's happening then lockdown, but now you lock down, but you do not hunker down. You lock down initially. That's the first thing you do. You secure the area, and then you inform. So it goes from A L I. So from A, and then you lock down. It lockdown should only take about a minute. You lock down. You make sure you have everything ready, and then you inform. You communicate with everyone in the area, and you're like, okay, so what the fuck's going on? And like, they're like, okay. Hey, like, okay, so this is when the scenario plays out. It's like, okay, somebody has a knife, somebody has a gun. So, like, blah, 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 blah. Like, this is what we know. And then at that point, you counter. That's the biggest part. That's the craziest part about it is that you counter. And that's the C in Alice. And then you evacuate. So you make your evacuation plan, but... See, here's the thing. In the normal lockdown plans that we're always taught ever since we were a kid, you actually don't evacuate. They say don't evacuate. They say stay inside the building, which I've always been like. Isn't that like a fucking uh, fish in a barrel? Like, literally? Like, is this person has a gun and they're like, oh, I can't get into the door. Oh, all right. It's like, but I don't know how secure that is, you know? And what if the person just had some sort of, like, smoke thing or... You know, like, not everyone's secure. That Like, I, I don't know. Like, it's it's a little weird. It seems a little strange. Like, it, it doesn't... It, because then they say, oh, well, what if, like, somebody's outside? You know, but at the same time, too, there's already police. The, the response time usually is not that long. It's more like... Like, for instance, with the, the last... Several shooters have all been one person. Most of the time it's a lone gunman. Or if it's not, it's like two or three. If it's anything more, then it's usually some, like... Then you're you're concerned about there being some sort of terrorist attack. You know, like, it's... I'm not trying to make light of this, but I'm just trying to, like... I think this Alice training works. Well, the whole thing is I didn't get to... I, I kind of spaced off before I talked about the counterpoint. <laughs> get it? Well, the whole thing is, is that when you evacuate, you're supposed to counter... So, by that, that means that if there's anything within your way, or, like, it's not like you're supposed to run in front of gunfire, but it's more like, if you can do something, 
something, anything to make the situation more chaotic, do it. Actually, because the whole the whole point of Alice is that if you lock down, if everyone in that area knows about Alice, or at least enough people know to do Alice, then what's going to happen is is that different areas in that workplace or whatever location this is, there's going to be groups of people that then lock down immediately, communicate, and then go and evacuate. So the big thing is, is that you have to do the C, which is counter. So if everyone counters at the same time, it turns it into like zebras. Like it turns the place into a chaotic mess. And like, and, and, and actually the people have the upper hand over, over whoever is attacking. The people in the situation have the upper hand because they're creating chaos, but they need to create chaos. It's panic. It's panic. It's, it's literally because all these people are going to be scared and they're going to want to create panic. So allow them to create panic, but create panic in an intelligent manner that directs it towards whoever's trying to attack. And then you use that panic to jettison yourself outside of the building, basically. <laughs> like, and then run three or four blocks down the road. Like, that's literally what they say at the end, too. Because evacuate also. They said that in most cases, you do not want to go to the evacuation point because that's the most dangerous point sometimes. Because if there's ever a, a shooter situation, that, that's where they're going to expect people to be. So you want to actually scatter and run and like, and just run to the tree lines, run to like, run, run to the roads, run to someone's house, run to like, just whatever you see, run, run to some building, just run for cover anywhere as far as you can and just keep running and run for like about a mile or, or a half mile, run for as far as you can and then, and then turn around, you know, like, and then you're walking towards danger rather than walking away from danger, rather than, you're walking towards danger rather than running away from danger, you know, you always want to be walking towards danger rather than running away from danger, you know, like, I hope, the, I hope these tips have helped you, this is what I've learned in the Alice training, and apparently they pay for this type of stuff, they don't, this type of stuff, apparently this training is not free, but I just made it free, oh no, oh, crap oh no i'm gonna get the oh, shh shh no lawsuits don't i this is not called alice this is called it's alice with a y yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. damn it i spelled out the acronym i have to add one letter extra after this it's alice alice uh alice s alice's alice's because after you do this you should maybe smoke a bowl Alrighty. Yeah, it's, it's Alice, it's not Alice, and um, yeah, after you evacuate, you should definitely smoke a bowl. Alright, because maybe what I said may have possibly um, violated, um, I don't know, like some sort of like copyright law. Anyways, um, alright, <laughs> later. What are we doing here? Okay, sir, we're engaged in procuring your tattoo. Welcome to the Identity Processing Program of America. Please insert your forearm into the forearm receptacle. Thank you. Please speak your name as it appears on your current federal identity card. Document number G24L8. Yeah, well, I'm not sure if you have entered the name Not Sure. Is this correct? Not Sure. No, it's not correct. Thank you. Not is correct. Is Sure correct? No, it's not. My name is Already Joe. Already confirmed. Your first name is not. Please confirm your last name. Sure. My, my last name is not sure. Oh. Thank you. No, not what I mean sure. is my my name is Joe. Is complete. 
Please wait while I tattoo your new identity on your arm. Wait a second, can we start over? Can I cancel this? Can, can we cancel this and just go back to the beginning? They're gonna tat- Ow! Could I speak to your supervisor? Please hold still for your photograph. Okay, sir. Now we will begin to proceed to obtain your IQ and aptitude tests. What for? Okay, sir. This is to figure out what your aptitude's good at and get you a jail job while you're being a particular individual in jail. This is to figure out what your aptitude's good at and get you a jail job while you're being a particular individual in jail. This is to figure out what your aptitude's good at and get you a jail job while you're being a particular individual in jail. To add, and I will absolutely put this in my podcast, I have to make a disclaimer before saying this. I am not a financial advisor. Do not look at me for financial advice. No way is this at all me giving legal financial advice. Okay, I had to give that disclaimer. Um, I know that most likely we are going to see a recession coming because we already know inflation is out of control. Um, Not only look at Bitcoin. But look at the NASDAQ, look at the NASDAQ, and explain to me why that's happening. So we, every intelligent financial advisor will say we are at the beginning of a, of a bear market where it's just, it's gonna, it's gonna flat out and we don't know where it's gonna stop. And there seems to be really big issues in the housing market specifically because of all those damn venture capitalists like Blackstone going out and just buy Blackstone and State Street, State Street around here does that, um, going out and Bain and all those other ones going out and buying houses in different communities. It, it, it's, it was a bubble that they created and that they also popped. That's the, it's always the case. It's always the case. Oh, you really think the 2008 housing market has, was caused by people, um, oh, it was all caused by those idiots that took mortgages when they shouldn't. No, it was because they were sold mortgages by con artists. It's like, maybe blame the con artist then, you know? <laughs> like, that's the reason why con artists exist, is because people, they're using a mental manipulation. People are conned. That's a thing. It's like, it's like once you figure out how human psychology works, you can con people. Anyone can be conned. If you are in the correct, if you were in the, the, the right placement at the right time, you could have bought, you could have been sold on Bitcoin in 2021, or you could have been sold on a mortgage in 2007. Get it? So what we're heading into here does not look good. And like I gave that disclaimer, and I will give it again, this is not legal financial advice whatsoever, so this is my opinion, is that um, I have a 401k, I think I'm taking money out of it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat the interest on the loan, because the way my 401k works, I'm not giving specifics, all I'm saying, I'm saying this very vaguely, my 401k works like this, where... I can take out 50% and I think I have to pay anywhere between 3 and 5% interest on that or you know 3 for 5 3 3 to 3 to 
on the amount that I take out at that time, and I can take out 50%. Now, to give, to make this real simple math, let's just say, because it's actually a little more, but let's just say it's 10K. So 10K divided by two, or you know, yeah, 10K divided by two, meaning 50%, that is $5,000. I can take out $5,000, like in this hypothetical. So then if I take out $5,000 today, or let's say next week, then um, I can put that literally, I could put that in the bank, I could turn that into cash and put it underneath my pillow, I could turn it into gold or silver and put it underneath my pillow. I can do whatever I want with it. All I know is, is that it's not in a failing 401k, just like everyone's else's. Seriously, it's like if your 401k is investing in the NASDAQ, you're done. You're lo you are literally losing money while you are putting the money in. Like, if you put money into your 401k this year, you're losing money. Like, like that's the thing. It's no, like you're, you're like it's literally like you're just throwing money into a well, and it's it, it's crazy. I'm like, holy shit! Like, so you're telling me not only the money I paid into already in this half year is gone, but like more of it is gone. Like, I need to pull out as much as as much of this as I can. And hold it until this is done, you know? So I'm looking at it. It's like, I'm going to pull out as much as I can. I'm going to pull out 50%. I'm going to make it so it's like right now I'm only paying in 1%. And then, and and I'll eat the interest because whatever I'm eating in interest is far less than the loss that's going to be incurred by the market. I This might sound, if this sounds over your head, fucking catch up. Like, seriously, because if you, if you cannot follow with what I just said, then you are losing money and you will continually lose money. You better. That's the one thing I myself fucking I admit I fucking hate capitalism. I really don't like it. I think we can live in a world different than either socialism or capitalism. I think there might be like not a third option, but I think there's infinite options. And I think the fact that we limit ourselves to like four different options, like anarchism, libertarianism, fascism, or communism, and then republic, or maybe there's like seven, like seven different political options, like that, that's fucking dumb, I hate that shit, you know, like, and that's why I guess I'm an anarchist, you know, like, but like I say, I guess, you know, <laughs> um, but pull your, you gotta learn at least like where your money's going, you cannot allow yourself to like, if you're working and busting your ass, and you're putting money into a 401k, that's your goddamn money. That's your goddamn money. And it doesn't matter if they pay in 50% or something. They're doing that for a reason. Because they're paying in 50% so you don't have to worry about it. But worry about it, because that's your goddamn money. So I'm pulling that out. I'm telling you right now, I'm pulling out my 401k, putting in something and stashing it away. And like, and because this does not look good. And I do not want to lose any more money. I, I don't want to lose my retirement fund. Like, this is... We are, I'm not going to see Social Security. I already know Social Security is going to be dried up by the time I'm fucking, if I live to be 60, that's the big trick, right? Could be the bit, that could be the big lie. Hmm. Yeah. What if, <laughs> you know, um, life expectancy is all an average, right? It's all just a gross average. And I mean gross in two different ways. All right. On to part three.
Hope you remember that patent right there. Because that hasn't left us at all. 1974. A patent. To basically use a television as a brainwashing tool. Now, didn't you find... that? Now, isn't it common that there's a trope, especially in, like, say, 80s movies, where you see the parents and they're just glued to the TV? I think, you like, you see that in a movie like True Romance. You see that in some other... Like, a lot of other movies. It's a common trope. You know, like, where the parents are just glued to the TV and the kid's like, All right, see you later, Dad. And, like, he's like, Oh, okay. And, like, it's because that it's possible that there was, like, actual lighting. Like, I think it has to do with maybe with, like, lighting. Like, lighting pulses. Like, pulsating lights that are hidden behind the the, the viewing screen. You know? Kind of like how, you know, if something's in um, 30 frames per second, and then if something's in 60 frames per second, the human eye can't really discern that as well. You know, so what if you were flashing lights, some sort of hypnotic light, you know, let's just, let's just use that hypothetical. You were flashing some sort of hypnotic light at like 60 frames per second and the TV in the seventies was only doing 20 frames per second or less. It, 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 it's possible to do that because that does not have to do with the, the, um, frequency. It does not have to do with the channel because this was all in the air. Remember cable didn't exist yet. So like it was all in the air they could send out quick flashes faster than the frame rate of whatever you're watching because you have a signal and then you have what's being shown, you know? So it's like, um, it's the same thing as static, you know? Cause like static initially is how it's all sent. So you can, you can put in subtle things with, with basically no footprint either. And, and also, I mean, um, I'm just going to get into this too. I'm a big believer in calm carp in putting things into parts. Carpent. Uh, um, and sometimes I have trouble pronouncing words of a carp, um, partializing. Yeah, there we go. I'll just say partializing like carpental car, carp, partializing, um, partializing the information that is given to people. So maybe this, the way that this conspiracy theory was, which obviously there's a patent right here. Like I just, I just told you the patent, like the way that it was in, um, employed was through technicians that thought, oh yeah, no, this is just something inherent that we have to do with our business. Like it, they, it's not like the technicians know what they're doing. They don't. Um, one of the best things that I heard recently was like, oh yeah, priests, priests, are quite this, and I think I'm taking this from a uh, New York Patriot actually. Yeah, it was most recent episode. Um, that that priests are often gatekeepers and unaware of it. Like they they are unwilling, like unknown gatekeepers. They don't know why they're gatekeeping. They don't know that they're gatekeeping, but they are gatekeeping, and it's part of just how they have been educated, how they have been trained, and it's. It, and, and that goes for cops, that goes for lawyers, that goes for politicians even. Like, no one really knows the full game because you can't operate in the game if you know the full game. You know too much then. <laughs> if you have a high position of power, and I mean, like, 
and, and, and if, if you know the full game, then you're going to do one out of two things. You're either going to try to manipulate it towards your own ends, or you're going to try to expose it. It's not like you're going to let it slide. And even if they did, it's like, why give this information to this person then if they're, um, if they're compliant, you know, <laughs> compromise, compromise, you know, having information against someone is way more powerful than knowledge when it comes to authority and it comes to hierarchy. <sighs> so anyways, um, uh, I might as well go into the next part. And uh, this is going to go into Elsagate. And also, remember that song, Baby Shark? Remember that song, Baby Shark, and how annoying it was? Remember the emotions that it, that invoked in you? Most likely not good ones. I'm pretty sure everyone hated that song. And I have some pretty solid evidence to prove that that song was an MK Ultra experiment. All right, to continue. Hey, don't worry, don't be afraid ever, because we kill those people. <laughs> Shut him up. We have a lot invested in this ride. Shut him up. Look at my furrows of worry. Look at my big bank account. Remember, remember. My superpower is being honest. I'll eat your ass. I will. Please, squad. You've turned every cell phone in Gotham into a microphone. And a high-frequency generator receiver. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. You're the crunch. You're there. So, basically, um, what I was thinking of was... Um, oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done that. Don't do that. 